So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for a review of the day. Pat's a master five star from EDW30. Pat Hyben is not spewing theory. He's the real deal. At first, I didn't like his delivery. But material and guests were so good, I stayed with it. I've learned he is just being Pat. Authentic in every way. There's a gem in every podcast with every guest. I'm hooked and I'm learning what to do and when to do it. What I need to win in business and what I need to win in life. You need this. EDW30. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest today coming from Marin County, California, the queen of the mini flips, which is a renovating properties as a way of staging them for your customers. And uh, we're going to get into this in the detail. Uh, a lot of buzz going around about Tracy and how she's doing things. So I'm excited to have her on the show. So Tracy McLaughlin, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Hey, Tracy, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they get to know you better? Sure. Let's see. My background is in television news. I was an anchor reporter, so lots, lots of background in asking questions and finding out what people need, who they are, you know, where, what their needs are. So I think that's a, sort of an integral part of being a good agent is, is being inquisitive and always trying to gather information versus talking. So, that, my, that is my background, and I decided to make a transition when I started having my family, and I started buying single-family dwellings here in Marin County and flipping them, and we were doing very well at renovations, and then somebody said, well, gee, you grew up here. You know everybody in Marin. Why don't you just get your license and do that for a living? So I did that, and, and here I am, you know, 18 years later, and have been the number one agent in Marin County, the entire county, every single year. Since 2005, I've done $135 million in sales to date this year on my own and, you know, ranked 36 in the nation last year by the Wall Street Journal. That's amazing. Okay. So let's get into some nitty gritty before we dig into how we can make more money like you are making. So first of all, okay, $135 million year to date. So what did you, like how many houses is that for you? That's 29 so far. Okay. So then your average sale price is like 4 million? No, it's it's a little bit less than that. It's probably in that 2.8 range. I I haven't looked at the average lately, but you know, we I mean Marin County certainly has high-end homes, but you can't really make a living just trading homes that are 6, 7, 8 million dollars and above here. So 
You know, I basically take business that I think is sellable where people will be reasonable and listen to me. And I don't care if it's a million dollar home or an $800,000 home or a $10 million home. For me, it's more about the relationship with the client and how malleable they are in terms of listening to their agent. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. So, okay. So back to the nitty gritty. So, you know, last, let's talk about last year. What was your ECI as we call it on the show? We have a joke we call it ego commission income because a lot of agents post their GCI gross commission. So I, this is embarrassing, but the gross is before expenses, after expenses. No, before, yeah, before, oh, yeah, like before your broker, before expenses, all that. Oh, I think last year I was a little bit off. Last year I think I did a total of a hundred and fifteen million. You know, the year before I'd done 150 million. Last year was a little bit more challenging here because it was pre-election, so and a lot be, of people so, had the jitters and weren't so trading as much income. property. So last year, I think we did. I did 115 million last year. Okay, and so what was the income off of that? Some two million, three million dollars. Oh, the 115 times 2.5 percent. Uh, what is that? God, I you know oh, it's so yeah, funny. You're looking at three million dollars. Do you know what your net yeah. was on that three million? Do you know how much you took I home? Don't, God, I don't. Was I supposed to know this stuff for the show? Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I don't really pay attention to them. It's interesting. I never look at commissions. I never look at checks. I care more about the deal and doing a great job for people, and the money just kind of comes, and I just it all gets sent to my bookkeeper. So I should know this stuff. I don't know <laughs> it. So well, I'd be willing to bet anyway. you're making more than a million dollars a year net. I uh, bet you 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 know. You know you're, oh yeah, yeah, I think so. So, and let's not get started on taxes in California because that'll really kill your show. <laughs> what, uh, do you have a team? Is it just you? How are you doing this? No. So I've got two assistants and two, two work assistants, I should say. I've got a personal assistant as well. And one uh, helps execute marketing and sort of a, you know, all around go-to gal. And the other woman is strictly in charge of paperwork, reviewing documents, reviewing inspection reports, you know, really paperwork, transactional. And then the other one is more marketing, all go around. Wow. And I pay them an enormous amount of money to be loyal to me and to really be there for me. I think, I think assistants are really one of the biggest parts of this job that are, you know, difficult to find good ones hard to manage them and hard to keep them. So when you say, you know, would you, would you pay, pay them a couple hundred thousand dollars a year each? Yep. I pay, I pay them both about, well, one 150, the paperwork one about 150,000 a year. And the other one who's only 25 years old gets about $120,000 a year, which is That's great. Yeah. You know, high income, but she's been here for almost four years and she's completely loyal. So it is so worth it. I can't even tell you. Yeah. And they're really doing, I mean, see what they're doing for you is they're, they're able to take away you having to hire other agents, you know, to pay. A, I mean, if you had to hire other agents, they probably in your market cost you half a million dollars. So you're able to pay somebody 150, you know, and do it all yourself. And I bet you, you'd be shocked if you looked at your net income because with only two salaried people, I mean, your expenses are very low, I bet. Yeah, no, I think it's that, you know, I don't, I think my philosophy has always been that if you're a great salesperson, you're not a great manager and vice versa. And I don't want to manage other agents and hope that they're doing what I'm doing. I've just, I understand a lot of people work very successfully in teams. I just have a real kind of, I would say a different kind of niche in the way I approach my business. And I don't see anybody being able to replicate that or step into my shoes, you know, and do the same things I do for my clients. So I've just always said, hey, I'll pay my assistants really, really well. And then I've got a personal assistant, you know, whose hours have lessened as my children have gotten a little bit older. But, 
that was somebody running around shopping and doing the stuff that I, I'd rather just be doing deals and, and, and getting more clients and going to the grocery store. So. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about this, just out of curiosity. So this personal assistant that's really not tied to your business, what all does she do or he do for you? Well, I did actually turn to my, I branded her the go-to girl Marin. I actually created a brand for her and she is, I think she charges, I don't know, $45 an hour or something like that. And basically she'll do anything. I mean, it's go-to girl Marin. If you need an airport pickup, if you need groceries, if you need references for the, who's the best, you know, private school counselor or educator here in Marin, you need private flights somewhere. She's just, She's, you know, like the world's whenever. greatest homemaker, and she's spinning around doing errands for my clients and and others. So I actually created a brand for her, and it's called Go To Girl Marin. She's on my website, and that's cute. Uh, so she works for me and works for my clients as well. Okay, cool. So let's get down to you've gotten a lot of press lately about how you're doing these mini flips, these uh, renovations of houses. Walk me through mm-hmm. the process of of what you're doing, right? And, and we're looking at it from an angle of a lot of agents listening, you know, they might pay $150 to have a stager come out and then the seller's responsible mm-hmm. for everything. So compare it mm-hmm. to that, what are you doing? Okay, so it's a two-step process with the same company. I've been working with this guy for, God, 15 years now. He is brilliant. There's no, you can't replicate this guy. He's got a construction arm of his company and he's the best stager, stylist, designer in the business here in Marin, maybe even in the Bay Area. I mean, his art collection, he has knockoffs of $100,000 abstract paintings. So when you walk into a a listing, it looks like somebody spent a million dollars furnishing the home and it's staging, which is very, very hard to find. But the great news about him is he also has this construction arm. So basically, the two of us go to, when I go see a home, and it needs update, and they all need something, whether it's just paint, carpet, and, a, and darkening the, the stain on the hardwood floors, to opening up walls and things that involve structural engineers. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I rarely walk into a home where I don't think the paint needs to be changed or something needs to be done. So I go through, I get the listing, then he comes with me. He brings all of his subcontractors. I think there's, you know, between a $500 and a $1,000 walkthrough fee that the seller pays for that. And then that fee comes off the job if they decide to move forward with Bob. And then basically we have bids to them in two to three weeks and we start the work as soon as we can. And these projects all range from 
I mean, they're all coming in at about two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty, sometimes four or five hundred thousand dollars. Sometimes we get really lucky and it's just paint, carpet, et cetera. You know, it's a fifty thousand dollar job. But so basically, the seller pays for that, and I can almost guarantee them. In fact, I've produced a book about it, so it's all documented. Some of these projects. Usually there's a three to four time return on every dollar that's invested in that endeavor. So put a hundred in, 400 comes back. I mean, it's that big of a return. And who and pays for just, this now? You know, the interesting thing about this is people never know what they left on the table by not doing this to their home. Mm. I mean, and, but they need the guidance of an agent who has a little, a lot of design and construction background to understand, you know, that they're buying into to a trail success and not just somebody's hope and dream. So there's a lot to it, you know, and it's not risky because I've been doing it so long, but there's a lot to this. You have to really know what you're doing, you know, exactly where the return is and where you should not touch. And that's always kind of the interesting line to walk. Do we leave a couple things undone? Do we do it all? Where's the high ROI stuff? And so that's really how I finessed my business. So, I mean, that's not the only part of my business, but it's a, it's a big part of it. So how many of your listings do you do this on? Or is it just every, every listing you go on pretty much gets a $200,000? I, I would say right now about 85% of my listings are getting some touch of paint or carpet or something. Right. So what percentage of them do you think get two hundred grand worth or hundred grand worth or more? 95%. So all of them. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> and yeah. uh, what happens when the person says, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with this house? Or is it just a given that if you own a $3 million house that it's going to take a couple hundred grand to get you ready? Yeah. For well, it's really interesting because, you know, what they'll say is not there's nothing wrong. They'll say, I'm not doing anything to this house. I mean, the, sometimes I'll walk in and the people say, you just need to know we're not doing one thing. And mm. then by the time I'm done talking to them and I've shared my book and all the befores and afters, it's very pictorial and it's all documented down to the penny, what we spent and how the house sold successfully. They say, oh, well, you know what? Okay, well, why don't you bring Bob over? And then it usually, I mean, we have about a, I don't know, 85% success rate in taking the bids and converting them to an actual project. I mean, you know, rarely do people say, I don't really publicize this, but maybe now I do. And if someone's really having some financial hardship and they can't afford it, there are a lot of times where I've financed this just as a favor to the, the seller. And then they, they pay me back, you know, when the house closes. And we do that with legal agreements and scheduled price reductions if the house doesn't sell. But I've done that probably four or five times just to really help people out. Interesting. Okay, cool. And I didn't and publicize it until now, by the way. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, long, you know, you, especially if you can attach it to the house, what's the big deal, right? Exactly. I and I bump the fee up. When I do that, I bump the fee up from 25 to 3%. So I'm making money on the money being lent out. And it's, you know, it's all goodwill. It helps them. It helps me sell the house. It helps, you know, it's just, it's a goodwill thing to do kind of. So what, like, besides a cliches like paint and carpet, like what are some major mm -hmm. things you're doing now mm -hmm. with your sellers in this arena where maybe four or five years ago you weren't doing? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say there's been a big pendulum swing to crisp white walls because they really brighten spaces and they make rooms look larger and they're more contemporary, which is what everybody seems to want now. So, you know, before we might have left some saturated colors on the walls, but now we don't do that. We now stain floors either deep, dark, brown or gray. There's no more yellow woods. There's no more oaks. It has to be those tonalities to sell. 
We are really big on drum lighting, which is simple and inexpensive and very tailored and kind of just quickly modernizes spaces. Something new design trend is a creamy white horizontal sided house. We used to do a lot of gray and whites, and, and now every time I take a ranch-style home and if it's got horizontal siding, we paint it white, it looks like it was just built because it's that kind of modern farmhouse restoration hardware look. So those are all within the five years, at last five years, and of course, normal carpet and a lot of slab change out. A lot of times we walk in kitchens and we say, hey, if the appliances are stainless, and we just have tired granite from 15 years ago. We just we slap on white marble or whatever, a more contemporary look with a with straight full nose. And boom, you have a kitchen. And then we always paint out kitchen cabinets. I mean, we do not leave any wood cabinets. And women don't like wood cabinets. So we always spray out our kitchen cabinets if they're in great shape. Change the hardware on them. Change the slabs. And boom, it's like you have a $200,000 kitchen remodel and you spent whatever. 30 on it at the most, 30,000 on it at the most. What color so are you painting them? These are all just kind of always white. Always white, okay. And do yeah. you have some of yeah. your before and after jobs of, of these mini flips on your website? Yes, I think they're all, if, if you look, I just redid my, I believe there's a whole link devoted to that. Okay. I'll check as we're talking if I yeah, can. Yeah, please do. And I'll put a link to her website on hybendigital.com after, after the show in all the show notes. So let's talk a little bit about where you're getting your business, Tracy. What, what are you, what's your biggest source? Well, I mean, at this point, it's very much word of mouth and referral. You know, I don't, I mean, I'm at a point where I rarely compete for listening. In fact, I don't even know the last time I had to walk in and beat somebody else out. Really? Yeah. So it's, I sort of just get called and then hired right away. So it's mostly referral. I have created a brand for myself that's, that's very kind of well noted because it's very different. I started it about two and a half years ago and I run one full page in Marin Magazine every other month. It's very, very expensive, but it's called the Extraordinary Campaign and it basically is profiling extraordinary people who have made Marin an extraordinary person, place to live and I'm photographed with them kind of doing what they do, whether it's a comedian or the owner of a great restaurant or a country music star, whoever's here that's interesting, I try and grab them for my ads and they're all black and white and they're very consistently. So I think there's been a lot of business that has come as a, the advent of that as well. And these are people that in live in Marin County or are they just... Yes, yes. They've lived in or contributed to or been a part of or play here, or, you know, just any, anybody that can make Marin extraordinary, whether they're passing through or, or they live here. Most of them live here. So give me some examples of who and you that's, that's on my on site as well. You can take a look at that as well. Give me some examples. Philip Claypool, who's a country western singer-songwriter. That's coming out next month. Uh, Dean Karnazes, who's internationally recognized endurance athlete and an author named by Time Magazine. is one of the top 100 most influential people in the world. Tim Harmon, whose family founded the Auberge Resorts around the country. Paul Caird, world champion sailor and Olympian. Mark Pitta, headliner of ceremonies, Tuesday Night Comedy at Throckmorton, was on Saturday Night Live at one point. And how do you get these people? Like, uh, do you call them? Does someone, does your assistant call them? Mm -hmm. How's that happen? No, I call them. I reach out directly and say, hey, you know, I'd love you to be part of this campaign if you've got a business. A lot of times I I tie into people's charities. You know, a lot of these guys don't need money or they're kind of whatever, they don't need publicity. So I'll say, look, if you've got a charity you're working with, I'd love to promote your charity. I'm really big on branding with charitable organizations. So I have my own charity that I created 
I think four or five years ago now, and I co-brand myself with that as well. So an important part of how people perceive us in our business. That's awesome. That's a neat little thing there. And that comes out once a week, right? Oh, no. It's every other month. The branding every other month. every other month. Yeah. That's a good idea. We we run about six of those a year. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. And it just has to be, you know, influential people or interesting people in your town, right? Yeah, in the community. And it's a, it's a pretty large area geographically. So, you know, George Lucas raised it. There's a lot of interesting people here. I mean, we're right over the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's a wealthy area of a lot of interesting, dynamic people that are in the arts, in business. So, yeah, there's, there always seems to be somebody milling around to, that wants to jump in and do it with me. Wow. So you've been at this, Tracy, since 2005. You've obviously had some ups and some downs. I want to talk a little bit about downs. Like what is a a mistake you made or a failure you've made and what did you learn from it so that we can learn from that as well? Good question. So just to clarify, I've been the top agent since 2005, but I got started in the business, I think in 90, like 96. Seven or ninety-six. Okay. So I just wanted you to be clear on that. But the, the number one you got position. Twenty years. Uh, yeah, twenty years. Yes, God, I'm starting to feel old. But yes, that's correct. So anyway, what is a mistake I've made? That's a good question. <laughs> I am trying to think of it. What are my mistakes? Maybe being, you know, somewhat apologetic for taking personal time. I mean, you know, feeling like I can't really tell people I'm on vacation when I'm on vacation. I think that's actually a problem in our industry that that this industry has has shorted itself of being deserving of vacations of having a Sunday to your family and yourself and maybe your church I mean it's we've kind of created our own monster and I'm trying to change that a little bit here Marin with like the times of open houses and the frequency and if we called the best doctor the best lawyer in the community they're not taking calls all day Saturdays and Sundays and for some reason real estate agents have have allowed that to happen in our industry. And then you've got everybody running around complaining about how they have no time to themselves. I think we all fall prey to this. It's a challenge. We can't tell our client we're on vacation without feeling guilty. You know, it's crazy. It's a guilt thing. Well, you know, I think some of it also has to do with our fees, to be honest with you, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you, if you get a $3 million house and let's say you get 3% on that or two and a half percent on that, you're looking at Mm $75,000, $90,000. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. certainly a lawyer could get that doctor, maybe not so much, maybe a surgeon, but on one client. Mm-hmm. I think that's because even, even if the fee is only ten grand, I think that real estate agents mm-hmm. in general 
or five grand feel like they're guilty of this fee and they have to be mm-hmm. beholden to that. And if they lose it, mm-hmm. they don't lose five percent of it or ten percent of it. They lose the whole shebang. You know, it's all it's all mm-hmm. or nothing. So if you go, yeah, on vacation, no, that's a very salient point. Fires you, then you mm-hmm. lose everything. Yeah, it's a really interesting business. I mean, people don't know. It's hard to make a case for our value when they don't know what they've left on the table by not hiring the right person. Mm. They will never know that. I mean, I have watched homes be tragically undersold because somebody's aunt just got their license and they felt guilty not using them. I mean, the problem is they just don't know enough to not to understand that. How do you make them understand? uh, By really focusing on the numbers. I mean, one of the things that I've gotten very good at is really this business is about numbers. It's not about anybody thinking their home's a Picasso or a Rembrandt or a, you know, it's all in the numbers. And so what I do is I sit down with people and say, look, it's your asset. You can do whatever you want with it. But here it's a very consistently number-based business. So that's a lot of, a lot of my arm twisting has to do with making people see that. So I walk them through the process. You know, we do an analysis that allows them to kind of go on the journey with me and understand how I came up with the number. And you actually show on your market analysis, you show, you know, here's what you could get if you don't do the rehab and here's what you can get if you do. Exactly. And the number is usually so big. And then, you know, sometimes I'll even have other agents come in. Once I've gotten the listing, I'll say, look, let's have some other people come in and just tell you what they think right now. And then you can hear it from other people. And then you're really buying into to my advice. Because at the end of the day... I was going to say, at the end of the day, this is a lot more work for me. I mean, if I wanted to passively sell homes, I'd throw a for sale sign in the front yard and sit there and flip through a magazine on Sundays. This is renovating people's homes to make them money. It really is not materially different. It's a lot more effort on my part. So I sit down and say to people, look, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing it because I care enough. This is not about me. If it was, I'd be charging construction management fees and all kinds of stuff. I don't do that. It's just about trying to see people do well. And then when they see... Yeah, or tell them to go have an appraisal as is. So there's there's ways to get the information across without appearing opportunistic or you know too much too much strong arming. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned appraisals. Are what's your market like with appraisals? Do you have any issue with that? You know, we kind of do. I mean, coming out of the downturn, I mean, they were sending appraisers over here from you know the East Bay who have no idea about marine comp. So yeah, I mean, sometimes appraisals can be off. We're dealing with that on a house right now where the seller is using that appraisal as substantiation of their overpriced listing. And it's three years old. And he's like, the market's gone up in three years. So how could this be wrong? And that's kind of a difficult thing to argue with. You know, all you can say is, well, here are the numbers in the community. I have no idea where your appraiser got those numbers from, but it's not salient, relevant today. So, so sometimes they can be a problem. Yeah, but not so much with the bank, sounds like. And you probably- no, we, we rarely have homes not appraised here. I mean, it's... The market has really shot up in Marin County. I mean, it's crazy how much appreciation there's been. It started on January 1st of 2013, and it's just kind of rocket shipped, except for last year before that election. It was kind of a tough six months. So, okay, January 1st, 2013. It's funny how you say it started on January 1st, 2013. <laughs> but, but so you got 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, almost going into 18. What, yeah. like how much have you gone up in five years? God, that's a good, I mean, that's, so house location dependent. So that's the other thing we, we deal with these demons of people saying, well, wait a minute, you know, Joe Schmo's house went up, mine should have gone up. The problem here, I mean, if you don't, if you're not keeping up your capital improvements, you know, every 10 years refreshing your home, so it does have the right wall color, it does have the right floor color, it does have, then you're, 
the depreciate the straight depreciation of not keeping it up offsets the appreciation and you kind of flatline. Mm. So uh, there's many times I walk into homes and I say, you know, I hate to tell you this. I know you bought this in 2003, but really it's kind of the same value because you didn't do anything to it. And the finishes are that much older now and they've really offset the appreciation. Those are very hard messages to deliver to people. Yeah, that's interesting because I guess at the end of the day, things are getting dated. Interiors of homes are getting dated a lot faster than they used to, right? You turn around five years, two years later yeah. and it's like, hey, this is a, out of style. Styles are getting out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how about things like you can't give a Mediterranean away in this community right now. I mean, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, developers, 20 years ago, developers were all doing these big bohemian, you know, Mediterranean kind of folk and tribe, blah, 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 builder. And now those homes, they're very hard to even sell. I got to paint them white. I got to grow some vegetation up the side. I have to try and take the interiors and do really cool Moroccan tiles and kind of brand the house differently. So it's, those homes are very difficult, but this kind of contemporary, transitional, modern farmhouse look all day, every day will sell for premium pricing. So look what's even happened in 15 years, you know, and there'll, there'll probably be a resurgence of Mediterranean, but it'll go more Moroccan, more cool, more Santa Barbara. It won't ever be that builder 90s contrived stuff that kind of got, you know, barfed all over the hills of Brink County. <laughs> Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, tell me about this postcard. One of the things we do is we offer all of our listeners a gift inside of a toolbox. A toolbox is a a box full of tools. And one of the tools you have agreed to give us is a postcard. Tell me about this. Well, we do send out a postcard on a regular basis and we're always, well, first of all, we always follow up all of our closings with a gift. And as far as the postcard goes, it's just a reminder of who we are and where we are. Okay. And that, that's after the, the settlement? Yes. After that. I love the word settlement. After, yes. After the closing. Uh-huh. After the closing. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, we're going to put a copy of that or a link to that in the toolbox on hybendigital.com. And I'm going to put everything Tracy talked about as well as Tracy's information on hybendigital.com backslash Tracy M, and I won't make you spell out McLaughlin, but one thing I will tell you is there's no E in Tracy. It's T-R-A-C-Y-M, hybendigital.com, backslash Tracy M. Tracy, listen, best of luck to you out there in Marin County and the Belvedere, California area, and if I'm ever in the area, we'll have to get together and break some bread. Well, I'm telling you who's buying. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. you for, thank you for the interview. I really enjoyed talking to you. I had fun too. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.